0: Let's go to Simon Marks, who's been waiting patiently, my God, waiting patiently, in Washington, where it is, of course, the crack of dawn. Simon, good morning well, to you.
1: Morning to you, Matt. Waiting slightly impatiently for some reaction from the White House to what has taken mm. place uh, overnight. There's absolutely nothing that has been put out here uh, in Washington, D.C., certainly nothing that's been uh, distributed to reporters, uh, into our email boxes, which is how we would normally uh, expect to receive uh, that kind of reaction. That's I see surprising, that the, isn't it? Very I mean, normally surprising. To me. This is I such mean, an s- obvious
0: I, one for them to react to.
1: Yeah, I see there has been a tweet and a statement put out by the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, which says we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. It says must have been written in a hurry. We urged all sides. Mm. We urge all sides to ref- refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. Uh, but there's nothing on the State Department's feed, and as I say, we've heard nothing directly from the White House. We don't even have any information as to whether President Biden uh, was kept uh, informed overnight here of events as they unfolded mm. in Israel. I mean, my assumption would be uh, that he was. Uh, and I think it's fair to say, Matt, uh, as much as I'm sure as you've been discussing Israeli intelligence failures with regard to this. What about American? Uh, what about uh. American intelligence here? Because this feels very much almost like a, uh, in in terms of the, uh, the timing of it and the scale scale of it uh, and the surprise nature of it, uh, almost a a cross between the Yom Kippur uh, war uh, and the way it began 50 years and one day ago, and even 9-11 in terms of what it's done to the the conscience uh, of Israelis. Uh, And so there will be massive questions here uh, for the Biden administration over US intelligence. Uh, And of course, this comes at a very complicated time in Washington, D.C., Uh, the House of Representatives uh, has a vacancy for a speaker. There is no one uh, in Washington at the helm in the House of Representatives. Well, there is a a temporary uh, presence there, but no long-term speaker of the House of Representatives that can respond legislatively to anything that the White House wants to order up. Uh, So this is going to be very, very complicated and a real test of governance uh, here in Washington D.C. and a massive Fresh and unforeseen foreign policy test for Joe Biden, who of course has a complicated relationship with Benjamin Netanyahu. In- indeed, he
0: does. But on one hand, this is such a dramatic attack from Hamas. You would have thought that there's a pretty obvious response here that should be kind of quick out of the, you know, out of the stops for for the administration. It's just surprising that they haven't done this yet. I, mean, I know you've, we've laboured the point somewhere, but it just still baffles me, frankly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be coming. There's no question about that. We'll hear that, I mean, I would imagine uh, within the next hour. I can't imagine. It's 7.25 in the morning here on a Saturday. I mean, they're making the bacon and eggs at the White House. I presume Mm. uh, that we're going to get some kind of a statement relatively quickly, and it will be a statement uh, doubtless calling uh, for uh, calm on both sides, but also absolutely backing uh, the Israelis to a hilt, because uh, there is no way that Joe Biden is going to want to give Republicans any kind of political cover, Mm. just 13 months away from a presidential election uh, for accusations that he's gone wobbly on Israel. But it is going to be complicated because you know, Benjamin Netanyahu and Joe Biden are really not political soulmates, and we know Mm. from past experience that Benjamin Netanyahu and Donald Trump absolutely are political soulmates. So how all this plays out, not just in Israel, but here in Washington, uh, I think is going to be a of, of tremendous uh, interest, but also mm-hmm. of magnitude in America's own presidential election stakes. Sure. And, of course, we know that there are plenty of Jewish-American
0: voters in swing states like Florida Absolutely. that could have a decisive impact on the elections. Okay, let's move on to other uh, events inside America. So you've got, you know, we, we know that, you know, the wall is, a, is, is one of the signature policies of your man, Donald Trump, who's no longer president and who wants to become president again. But this week we discovered that Joe Biden, you know, has become Bob the Wall Builder as well.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just head-turning. I mean, if there's one thing you could have said with certainty until 48 hours ago in Washington, it was that Joe Biden absolutely was never going to build an inch of wall between the United States and Mexico. And yet we learnt uh, that the uh, Department of Homeland Security, through its uh, its chief, Alejandro Mayorkas, a cabinet member of uh, Joe Biden's administration, was suddenly waiving 26 environmental laws in order to build another 20 miles of walls. Everybody said, what on earth is going on here? Republicans, of course, uh, accused uh, the Biden administration of hypocrisy. Some said they didn't quite believe it. They thought this was uh, just an effort by the Biden administration to to show they were doing something to deal with an immigration crisis that really is now a crisis, according to Joe Biden's own Department of Homeland Security. Because in announcing the decision, they referred to an immediate and acute crisis on the border that has seen... Uh, Again, record numbers uh, of illegal immigrants crossing the border or trying to cross the border. And then suddenly at the White House, when he was asked about it, Joe Biden undercut the entire thing by saying, look this money was appropriated to build the wall in 2019 Uh, i've tried to get it spent on other things but it all dates back to the trump administration (laughs) there's nothing i can do to stop it the money has to be spent and it Uh can only be spent on building the wall and he was asked do does he think the wall will work and he said no now none of that explains (laughs) why his own uh, homeland security secretary was talking about this being a solution at least uh, some kind of a solution to an immediate and acute crisis And the key thing here, Matt, is that you've got Democrats in various parts of the country now being directly touched by this border crisis. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, on a fact-finding mission to Mexico right now. The governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, urging the Biden administration to help his state deal with a flood of illegal immigrants. And Democrats say, there you go, you see, now it's touching Democrat-controlled parts of the country. Suddenly, they're getting a bit of religion on the immigration. Hmm. issue republicans feel republicans feel very strong on this issue as they head into that election of next year
0: and also is am i right in thinking that biden is being blamed for the increase in numbers trying to get across the border
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, Biden is being is being roundly uh, condemned obviously by Republicans, but now uh, under pressure from some Democrats over a general failure really to come up with a concerted comprehensive strategy uh, to I- illegal migration into the country. And remember at the start of the administration, Joe Biden looked at the immigration crisis was not personally particularly interested in getting knee-deep into it, and so he handed um, this uh this uh, steaming issue over to kamala harris and said there you go vice mm. president you wanted to get a bit of experience in office you sort it out uh, and she's yeah. so so this impacts her as well because she is often accused of never having delivered a particularly clear clarion message mm. to people south of the border saying do not try to come here just one other mm. observation i mean last week of course we had suella braverman in washington mm. um, launching her call for uh, treaties and laws regarding asylum applications to be torn up and from the perspective of the biden administration and even from the perspective of some republicans at the time she was completely off the reservation very few republicans embracing even the ideas that she presented here well you know fast forward 10 days and joe biden's now whether he wants to or not building the wall and you've got to wonder where that uh, policy conversation is going to take us again over the next 13 months mm.
0: and i was going to ask you about kevin mccarthy and the civil war inside the republican party in congress but we've run out of time uh i'm afraid simon thank you very much indeed for that from washington simon marks there you heard him as ever on our show and of course you know he's all over lbc as he should be because he's brilliant